Boss. Welcome to your Bossy Podcast. We are on episode three of season one. And for today's episode, it is titled Revealing to My Family. So if you listened to the last episode, then you got to know a little bit about my incident and what happened around my survivor story. But if you haven't, um, I would suggest that maybe go listen to that first so that you kind of understand what I'm talking about and where I'm going. I feel like I planned everything like accordingly so that everything does kind of have to line up where you have to listen to the episode before in order to kind of understand what's happening here. But um, if you haven't listened to that episode, that's totally okay too. You just might be a little bit confused, okay? All right, so for today's episode, it is titled Revealing to My Family and it will be about when I revealed about my CSA story to my family. And it was just to some family members. Um, I wasn't quite comfortable revealing it to like all of my siblings. Um, but yeah, I will go into that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this isn't the same for every household. But for my family, for some reason, we started to think that it was a really great idea to have family meetings. And I will say that when we first started these family meetings, it didn't feel like a very uplifting family meeting. It felt like a, a meeting that was just to give lectures. And now, I mean, I, we don't really have as often of a family meeting, but me being the more positive person now, I try to transition lessons and stuff into a more positive way but I will say that before this it felt very negative and it felt very kind of like intervention and of course I was one of the person that always had that intervention and I did not like it also it, it was probably because there was nothing positive from it right my family didn't know how to give a proper intervention and to give you constructive criticism it was just more of like you're behaving a certain way and you need to stop so it's kind of like not validating your feelings not really caring about why you're doing or behaving the way you are but just saying that you have attitude and you need to cut it out so that was kind of like the family meeting that we had before the reason why i'm talking about these family meetings is because this was kind of the start of how i started to kind of build so much anger and then eventually at one of the family meetings i just kind of blew up so already we had maybe a couple of family meetings already and there was this one specific one and this was the one where i revealed to some of my family members we were having a family meeting and same lecture goes it was always me and one of my brother that was kind of like the one getting lectured all the time we kind of had held this grudge against our family for not understanding us or always criticizing us and when we had this meeting the energy to go into it already when you know it's always so bad that the energy that i went into it was already negative right it's like oh my god I, I, i'm draining this meeting i don't want to have this meeting this is so bs and stuff well i went into this meeting and um at that time i was dating this guy for the sake of his privacy i'll call him patrick i was dating patrick and patrick was kind of pushing me to come out about my childhood right and he was um you know 
encouraging me that, hey, I don't think that this is something that you can handle anymore. I mean, maybe you can talk to your family about it and maybe they can understand you and use this opportunity to talk to your family about it. And I was like in denial. I will be honest. I was in denial, but I knew that. I couldn't handle it anymore and I couldn't handle the mental stress anymore and all of the pressure of them always wanting me to be a good person or to to be the happiest and nicest person when they didn't know what was going on in my head. As I sat there listening to all of these lectures with all these other people and all of these things that we could do to better our family, yada, yada, and then we sort of like took turns on speaking about each individual and of course when it came to my turn the the lecture that I received was this was the same stuff about my behavior and my attitude and everything and I blew up and I blew up and I said you know along the lines of you guys don't know anything about me you guys don't know how I feel you guys don't know what I've gone through and I remember specifically that my sister was very angry and she was really giving me attitude back about that there's nothing going on with you why are you acting like so entitled and you know like kind of along those lines right and um of course me being angry at the same time it was like a bicker back and forth about people not understanding me and don't judge me just because you guys think that I have the perfect life but of course at the moment I didn't reveal it but in my head, I was, of course, thinking like, these people are expecting so much good in me when I was sexually abused so many times as a child and they didn't protect me, right? This family that are supposed to protect me and supposed to help me is now actually adding on more stress into my life and expecting so much out of me. So, of course, I was angry at them and I, I, I didn't want to deal with their stuff. So then, you know, my sister and I bickered back and forth. And then I said, yeah, I will tell you what it is, but I'm not going to tell you guys because I don't want to tell it to everybody here. And there was a whole bunch of like, um, you know, my in-laws and my um, brothers and my grandma and everybody there. And I only wanted to tell my mom and my dad and my sister. Right. I didn't want to tell everybody just yet because this was kind of the first time that I ever brought it up or I ever felt like I wanted to tell somebody in the family and I knew that these three people were the people that would actually have the authority to do something about it right so I said that I would talk to my mom and my sister and my dad about it and my sister was just like, okay, we'll talk about it after the family meeting then. And I was like, okay, but we could talk about it at your house. And then my sister was like, oh, it was late at night already. And she didn't expect me to want to talk about it at her house. But it was so private, of course. Like, why would I want other people to know when I wasn't even ready? And I needed that privacy to reveal it, something so big to my family. The meeting went on and it finished and at the end of the meeting, my dad had work the next day. So then my dad decided that he didn't want to go to my sister's house to hear about what I had to say. And honestly, thinking back, that really hurt my feelings that um, <clears throat> it was something that changed my life. And 
I was disappointed at the fact that my dad didn't care enough to go and to listen to me. <sighs> at the same time, I can't blame him because who would have thought that this would be something that I would reveal to my parents? But I remember being so sad about it. And I was so disappointed that everything that came out was just anger. And when my sister and my mom and I sat in her room, I couldn't even really build up the courage to say it. It, it took me a little bit because, of course, I was already upset that my dad wasn't going to go. As I sat there and started talking to my sister about this and I was saying it kind of in English as well and so then my mom couldn't really quite comprehend everything because my mom only speaks Hmong and she only understands a little bit of English and so when I revealed it to my sister I remember my sister being so angry at me and the reason why she was so angry at me probably had to do with a lot more than what I saw at that moment I I was I was angry at the fact that she was angry at me. Like why would you why would you feel like you have the right to be angry at somebody that is confiding in you that is trying to ask for help that is trying to get comfort from you, right? That was what I was feeling at that moment and for her to be angry at me just made me more angry about the fact that I came out and this is the kind of comfort I get, right? So I was angry and she was angry and, you know, she was crying and I was crying. And my mom, my mom is kind of slow, so she doesn't really quite comprehend things and she doesn't quite understand to a very sympathetic level. And so when I did tell my mom, like translating it into Hmong to her, she was shocked, but she didn't have any emotions she didn't cry. She didn't. Um, she didn't really cater me or comfort me, and that also made me very disappointed. Made me think like, maybe if I had somebody who just knew better, right? Who knew how to comfort me, who knew what is right and wrong, and would just show me care and love. That was what I felt at that moment. And I'm sorry if I'm getting emotional as I speak of this because I don't quite often relive these moments um, out loud, but I do relive these moments in my head. And it gets emotional because it just brings back all of that pain that I felt and all of that sadness that I felt. And, um, I know that I'm not alone. I know that I'm not alone in feeling like lonely or sad or disappointed when I don't get the comfort that I deserve. And I think about the people that don't even have the system to even be there to listen. The ones that actually turn their back against these kind of incidents and 
just say you probably deserved it or just turn a blind eye to these kind of things and that that really breaks my heart because with the little amount of effort that I received I was already so heartbroken that I can't imagine what it feels like to have the person that you trust the person that is supposed to comfort you and give you love and care turn their back entirely on you and that pain must be so hard for all of the survivors out there if you see me and you think I'm going crazy I'm not going crazy okay I I understand that it's sad but I I've always had this conflict of that I try to be very positive and uplifting and then when it comes to something sad and then I get sad and then I try to be positive and uplifting again and so then it just kind of looks like I am going crazy but I'm really not okay I understand that um, there are things that are very sensitive and very emotional and then you know I am a very uplifting and um positive person as well all right let me get back to it so as I was sitting there and crying to my mom and my sister basically I didn't even tell them the details of everything that I revealed in my last episode to you guys what I revealed to them was just that I was sexually assaulted and this was a person that did it to me and that in and of itself really hurt them and they couldn't believe it and they didn't want to believe it in a sense as well that they asked me multiple questions to kind of confirm that I'm not just delusional I remember my mom saying things along the lines of it happened when you were little you guys didn't know better Um, let it go don't stress too much about it kind of the bs that i told you that Hmong ogs kind of hold and that was definitely the energy she was giving me and that was not comforting to me that didn't validate my feelings that didn't validate the incident that didn't hold people accountable for anything and that just pissed me off even more so of course as you can already tell by now the whole talk with my mom and my sister and just the whole night the whole incident of revealing to my family was a mess and it was not healing and it was not the best comfort that a person could have so after this happened then my sister kind of said that she would be the one to bring it up to my dad i trusted that she was gonna reveal it to my dad and that this was something that was urgent and something that mattered i mean i put myself in a shoe of that if my sister came and revealed this to me that it would feel urgent to me and that i would want my parents to know uh, if one of my parents didn't know and especially if she had asked me to talk about it with my parent and she couldn't do it so i thought that my sister was going to do it right away however it did take her a while and it took her about maybe one to two months um i would say maybe even two to three that she finally found the courage found all of the strength in her to tell my dad about it she didn't really tell me i believe how she told my dad but she said that it was hard and that my dad couldn't really believe it and my dad was disappointed and um angry i believe 
but that my dad would do something about it. And so then within those like one to three months, I did check in with my sister quite often because I was still angry and I was so disappointed but I wanted to get things going because I wanted action and I wanted people to do something about it. If they weren't going to do something about it, then I was going to do something about it. And so then when my sister took a while and I kept bugging her about it, she finally did it and she told me. Then I waited for my dad to do something about it or to talk to me about it. And he took about four to six months to actually do anything about it. And within those months, I felt so lonely. I felt like so much time went by and nobody cared about me. Nobody thought that I mattered and nobody nobody valued me, especially in this family because then I, I was already disappointed that this family was supposed to protect me, but then they didn't protect me. And now I finally revealed to them for them to actually protect me. And they're coming through again with disappointment. And so then my dad taking a very long time, my sister taking a very long time, it was enough for me. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. And so this will lead to the next episode about what happened after looking back into all of this i now understand why my sister was so angry because i was put in a similar situation where i felt miserable and i felt so disappointed in myself and in the situation that i didn't come from a level of comforting that person and being kind to that person and I understand why the anger happened the way it did I can't speak for my sister on exactly how she felt but after being put in a similar situation almost I understand why anger even comes up to this day I don't blame my sister for feeling the way that she felt because it must have been so much for her and the time that she took to comprehend everything. I don't blame her for that either. And same goes with my dad. It must have been so hard for my dad that he couldn't comprehend everything and he couldn't find the right ways or the right things to say to comfort me and um, to handle the situation. For my dad to take that amount of time now, I just feel bad for him because I love my dad so much that I'm just so sad that he has to feel the way he feels and go through the things that he has to go through. So looking back, I will say that um, I'm not disappointed in the way that things happen at all. If anything, it was the lesson learned and it opens my eyes to that when I come out about my CSA story to people that people will take time to comprehend it and to take it in and knowing that my sister and my dad took this amount of time it lets me know that I can't expect people to not feel the way they feel and to just be there for me it teaches me a very valuable lesson and it helps prepare me for that when I have people that I expect to 
be there for me or to comfort me that they're entitled to their own feelings as well and to their time and their space. I just want to give a little bit of a encouragement to the survivors out there that don't have the best support system or don't even have a support system that hang in there hang in there and support yourself and guide yourself and grow in as many ways as possible know that you don't have to rely on others in order to feel that comfort to be less lonely to feel like you have the strength you can do it and all you have to do is just believe in yourself when I was going through that those months of just feeling so lonely that was when I started looking at the moon when I was going through all of this stuff I would sit outside and I, I would feel very lonely and I'm sure that most survivors do especially if you're having the lack of support or you don't even have a support system and you feel lonely and you find a connection with whatever it may be for me I found a connection with the moon and the stars in the sky I would sit outside and I would look up there and it would just be pitch black dark sometimes and I would just feel so miserable I felt like my world was so dark but whenever I saw the moon whenever I saw the stars it uplifted me and it made me feel so powerful it gave me the strength and energy to keep going and every single time when I felt like there was darkness, I would go searching for the moon. And thinking back, it it's like it's like I really didn't search for the moon. I tried to find something to give me hope. And nothing gave me hope but this silly moon that was lighting up the night sky. So I hope that if you're a survivor like myself and you feel so lonely at times that you find a connection with something that gives you strength that pushes you to want to continue and to do better for yourself. I feel, I feel for the survivors. I feel for myself. I feel for the young version of myself that had to go through all of this. And I just want to give my old self a hug and just let them know that, girl, we made it. We made it. And now we're here and we're podcasting. And we're trying to make a difference for all the survivors out there. I'm crying now because I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cut all of these crying scenes out. Some of my friends were like, do you think that you're going to get emotional? And I was like, yeah, probably. I don't know how I look right now, but I bet I look cute. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, I hope that you got my message. And I hope that um, this episode was maybe eye-opening or or healing in some kind of way or maybe touch your heart and empower you to be there for other survivors or anything I just hope that it it did something to you and that it wasn't just the tea <laughs> the next episode will probably be just as emotional and also uplifting I hope that you tune in into the next episode as well because 
I think that a lot of people can relate to the the next episode, especially all of the Hmong people out there, because, you know, it has to do with things along the lines of having trouble speaking our feelings and all of that stuff. So I hope that you tune into into the next episode. That's all I have to say for this episode. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and that today's episode wasn't too heavy on the heart. You know that you are the bad boss that you are meant to be, okay? Keep doing you and keep shining. Don't let anybody dim your light. You have what it takes. All right, see you guys in the next episode. Bye.